Welcome to the Holy Hall Show. Let us explore the deeper meaning and purpose of life. This show delves into the mysteries of spirituality, the nature of consciousness, and the pursuit of the transcendence in the world that often feels chaotic and confusing. Each episode features thought-provoking conversations with experts in the field of philosophy, psychology, spirituality, and more. Sit back, relax. Hey everyone, it's Holly from Ask Holly Hall, but also from the Holly Hall Show. And today I am doing an independent show just with myself. And I'm going to be talking about how do you leave uh, a corporate world or mainstream job in order to have a career that you have a passion for. And I'm going to share my story around that as well and how I did that. Now, what I did previously to this was several different. I'm basically a serial entrepreneur. So I'm going to start out with my astrology and go full circle to how I've made it a six digit, uh, very successful career. Now there is some serendipitous and some good fortune in this as well, but that doesn't mean that that can't happen for you. All right. Now I started out in astrology. Well, first of all, I'm third generation psychic. So my mother and my grandmother, who was the last of the gypsies to settle down. Uh, I never met my grandmother but I'm just going, I was just assuming uh, from her lifestyle that she had this ability as well. My mother had this ability as well, not disability, this ability, but she did more tarot card readings and tea leaf readings and was very much a 60s flower child. Both my parents were. Now, with that being said, I grew up, uh, just wanting to be, have friends and dealing with my parents' divorce when I was 13 and managing that as a teenager. And I started thinking, I'm not psychic like my mom. And when I was 13, uh, a gentleman that my mom's friend was saying, please contact him. He was very famous for being a reader, being a psychic. And you have to ask him this question. And he lived on the other side of the country. I live in Canada. And so he gets on the phone. Reluctantly, my mom called him. And he says, you have a 13-year-old girl in the, in the house. Put her on the phone. That was me. So he said, this woman is going to ask you a question. And you just tell her the first thing that pops in your head. And it was such a simple question. Uh, that a boyfriend that she was going out with cheated on her and if she should stay with him and I went like no so I just thought well, that's just common sense I'm not psychic right so okay so that just propelled me into my future young adulthood that I wasn't psychic because I didn't think that was psychic psychic to me was like literally hearing words uh, voices, seeing things, seeing people passed on physically, not, not just a sense, not just a knowing, an actual visual. And I have a very scientific mind. So I was sharing this angst when I was about 21, 22 with a coworker. And this coworker said, you might be interested in astrology. And I'm like, huh? Like horoscopes, like the sun sign? No. And he goes, next day he brings a book. 
101, not 101, The Only Way to Learn Astrology by Marianne Marsh and something MacGyver. I never, I never remembered her first name. You can look it up on Amazon. So I, I would read it because I have a scientific mind. I thought I'm going to read this just to show him that, that it's not for me. I could not put the book down within, and this was, I'm going to date myself. This was before computers were big, like common household item. And before I even knew there was astrology program. So the astrology book teaches you first few pages, how to do a mathematical equation. See, seriously, mathematical equation, two and a half page long division to figure out what your astrological sign is. And if it's slightly off, then you're slightly off, you'll be slightly off with your astrological too. So anyways, I drew up my chart that way and it was accurate, Western astrology. And it was accurate according to Kepler's, who was in the 1800s, developed this mathematical equation for astronomers really to know where the skies are, the stars are and the planets are and the constellations in the sky. And I couldn't put the book down. I read the second book and I read the third book. <laughs> so then I just started kind of practicing with people who were interested, but I usually, I mostly used it for myself and started journaling. Then my dreams were very prominent. And I thought maybe there's something odd about that. I started realizing that my friends weren't having as much dreams as I was. So I started studying dreams excessively. I've still got three or four detailed dream journals that, so now I don't have to do that. I can just figure them all out in my head, but I did that. So, but I was a hairdresser. My parents were hairdressers. I was a hairdresser. And by the time I was 28, I did not like working for other people. I had a few bad experiences. So I went to work for another company and a friend. And then my clients were like, would you come to my house? And I was like, okay. So that started that first entrepreneurial business where I would go to people's homes and do their hair. I did that right up until I had my first marriage and my second marriage and my first child and that second marriage. And then when I had my first child, I thought I need to make more of a sustainable living. I started working for Canada Post. Shortly after being hired by them and starting my training, my husband of six weeks <laughs> with a 10 month, 10 month old child left. And so I started working for Canada Post. In the meantime, that didn't quite work out because I'm just a feisty person and I fought some things within their system. They didn't like that. They tried to fire me. That didn't work out uh, because a union stepped in and that continued to be a 17-month battle while I went to school thinking I was going to be an electrician. So I had to take grade 13 math, tech math on the side. And I started working on the side um, with a contractor uh, in, in, the, in the Canada Post business. And then I did actually pass to be an apprentice, but then I, I started working for the school board because one of my clients, my hairdressing clients said, I heard this, what's your dream job? And I said, it would have been a teacher. And she goes, well, I heard that they want to hire teachers, emergency supply teachers, because they're so short. This was just outside of Toronto, Canada. So I went from school, I went to the school board. They looked at me like I had two heads. 
she said, why don't you just go to the, the vice principals of the schools? I went to two. The second one hired me. Sometimes I wish I stayed with that job, but they kept me, they kept me in the system. And I worked every day and I loved it. And I started going to high to university to get my psychology. And I took psychology and philosophy. Unfortunately, the system wasn't that great with single moms back then. And I didn't really have the money to continue university. Ended up going back to Canada Post. Hated it. Moved about an hour away and started working part-time while I was doing Canada Post part-time online with a very famous astrologer, author of A House. And he had a system, 12 house, and they, they, he had psychics and astrologers, et cetera. He was an astrologer as well. I think I was the only other astrologer on the system. And I would take phone calls and I would do readings for people and I made really good money doing that. But he was also... Um, unfair I'm really big about fairness and he was unfair in certain situations and I kind of called him out on it and uh, I made a few mistakes too I admit and I got let go of there and he started a radio an online radio station I was going to be a host and I actually had two I still did I'm going to put that one up uh, soon I interviewed Michael Neal which is very famous in neuro-linguistic programming NLP Hay House author uh, Helen Fisher, which is a very famous neurologist. You can look that up. And then I thought, you know what? I'm just going to start my own radio station, uh, online radio station. And I did. And I had 40 hosts and I had a programmer, hired a programmer. I got picked up by an investor who spent a ton of money on that. But I should have known because Neptune was going over heavy on my chart negatively. And I tried to dismiss it for, oh, it's just the problems I'm having in my marriage. But which was resolved through that. I decided that I need to learn un what unconditional love is, non-attachment, unconditional love, Buddhist type. That's when I got very serious about Buddhism. Not as serious as I would like to be, but it's definitely a practice of mine. And so I did that for eight, seven or eight years, I believe. I got let go from Canada Post eventually because they were harassing me seriously me and a bunch of other people we took them to court and I didn't get much money from that so I started with this online I had 40 hosts as I said and this is where I met Dr. Shafali now and then there's this is karma this is a story about how karma comes 20 years later so 20 years prior to that um, I had a financial situation, a business type of agreement with a relative of mine. And I was close to that relative. I really enjoyed our relationship together, but I didn't enjoy the financial situation I got myself into. And I shouldn't have done that in the first place, but I did uh, upon his trusting him and trusting that situation. But it didn't work out in my favor, worked out in their favor. And another relative was a couple relatives actually, and it worked out in both their favors. And he was very, he was very remorseful for it years later and apologetic. And I was fine. I, I've never had money issues. I've never had, it didn't bother me. I know it bothered my mom a lot. She was very upset that this had happened. I had to borrow money to get myself out of a situation there. And um, 
So what happened was he was the one who advised me to contact Dr. Shafali because I interviewed her. Then she became famous. I predicted her fame on Oprah because she wasn't, her book wasn't famous. And my interview was also on Holly Hall show, the Holly Hall show on YouTube, Apple, everywhere else. You can listen to that audio version. And so a couple of years later, I kind of hounded her once every six months. Would you like another reading? Would you like another reading? And she finally said yes. And my uncle was like, you should ask her to endorse you. And I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. He was like, why not? And I was like, yeah, why not? So I texted her or emailed her. I can't remember how. She gave me her phone number, said, call me. She endorsed me. And I was like, literally my email was crashing because I couldn't keep up. I was driving to um to the states for easter it was a 17 hour drive my husband was driving and in the back of the car uh i was relaxed you know my, my daughter was in the front seat and i was building a website i what had happened was through all of this radio stuff i learned a lot of technology i learned about emailing and email building and website building and all types of stuff so i built myself a website I was building myself contact pages. I was answering emails. I was building, I realized I couldn't keep up answering the emails and booking. So I had to build a booking system. And I did all this on a 17 hour drive <laughs> to Omaha, Nebraska. And the rest is history. That was five years ago. And the other thing about manifesting, and I've learned this is my money story, is that if I want something, I just need the get it and do it and the money comes or the money gets replaced or if I feel like I wasted money somehow that gets replaced that's how I look at it that's neurolinguistic programming you see you could look at it well I would have had more money if I didn't lose this money plus I'd have that money and to me the law of attraction doesn't work that way the only reason I had the extra money was because I lost that money but I learned a lesson from it so more money came my way it wasn't a double up of money or extra money that I could have had. The other thing was the, to me, karma got repaid. My uncle um, still says, oh, I, I have to, I repay you. I have to owe you money. I'm like, no, you paid me 20 hundred thousand fold because I am doing really well uh, now in my business. And it's because you gave me advice and I took the advice. So that's my story. And it was very, a lot of things I did was very risky and it was following my passion. And I am self-marketed now and self-managed now. And I'm, I'm getting to the point where I know I can hire people to help me continue with my, my content, media content, which I mean is new and I enjoy doing it. And I love putting out media content, specifically on my TikTok. If you guys are uh, brave to see my sort of eccentric side of me, you will find that in my honesty and truthful side of me. You're going to find that on my TikTok channel. And literally all everything, you can find me everywhere at Ask Holly Hall, at Ask Holly Hall, except for this show, which is the Holly Hall Show. But I also have another YouTube channel, Ask Holly Hall, my Facebook, my Instagram. I'm really not that active on there as much as I would like to be. My 
uh, TikTok, which I'm very active on, is all at Ask Holly Hall. Same with my LinkedIn. I'm not active on that one either. It should be. So with that being said, if you, being a full-time, very busy, six-digit astrologer is unheard of. I mean, if you want to get unconventional, I don't think you can get more unconventional than that. And what I do is, one of my passions is to help my clients to do exactly that is to find out, discover what their passions are and how can they incorporate that to fulfill, to have a fulfilling life and to be a contribution to society as they had signed up for before they were born. That's how I feel around that. Now, I've got some questions here that I'm gonna share with you, the answers to that a lot of people have asked me. Now, because I connect to source while I'm talking to clients, I connect to source and it doesn't really happen. It's not a party trick. So if you meet me at a bar at a party or at a restaurant, I can't just pop it out of my head, something and say it to you. Sometimes it does happen, but most of the time it's through a deep conversation I'll have with a client or when I'm doing 10 or 15 minute readings or 30 minute readings, which I pre-record and then I send them through the email at askcollyhall.com, uh, it will come to me while I'm sort of in a zone and I'm reading a chart. My clairvoyancy, people have asked me, how do you know that? How would you know that I had not only a difficulty with my parent, which I see astrologically, but I know most of the time, I know the entire story of exactly how they were, how they acted, what they did, why they did it. And it's not like you're feeding me, but when a client says, when I say your mother was very verbally abusive, but she had some mental health issues as well. And that client goes, you know, I thought that as I grew older, that my mother had some mental health issues and that that might've been out of her control because she was very moody. One day she'd be this mood, next day she'd be that mood. And as they're talking, I'll get something like bipolar, personality disorder, depression. Oh, her mother was on a medication when she was born. And that's how, I literally did that with a client. I said, your mother's mother had a medication as that child was pregnant. Your mother was in your grandmother's belly and that created um, something in your mother. And then she was like, oh yeah, my, my grandmother had depression and they gave her like Valium or something. And then she was depressed when my mother was a baby. And uh, yeah, so these are the stories. This is where my clairvoyance comes from. So that's the answer there. The other question I get is remote viewing. What is that? And so I'm not a prof professional remote viewer. I can't be asked, uh, where's the dead body and <laughs> tell, tell you where it is, or I lost my keys to my car. Where is that? I've, I've been able to, but it's not the norm for me. But where my remote viewing comes into play is when a client is telling me that maybe they have an aspiration for book uh, endorsement. I've had that with a client and I knew exactly who they had to contact. I have another client who works with, in, the, in the authoring book industry. He's, he's 
not an author himself, um, but he worked in that industry and wanted to expand. And I said, there's a woman that works at this, because he worked with several companies, works at this company. This is what she looks like. This is what her hair color is. And this is your relationship with her. Do you need to reach out to her? And he did. And it was a huge success, huge success. So this is how remote viewing works for me. Or uh, I'll say something like, I'll use a metaphor, an example, like, oh, like, it's like if, if you and your husband plan a vacation to Bahamas, this is how you should do it because your personalities are different. And she was like, we literally booked a trip to Bahamas. And like last month, I was like, okay. <laughs> so that's remote viewing. I'm seeing something that has happened or just recently happened. In this particular case, I also advise her to go and find a travel agent to plan, even though she already booked it, find a travel agency that will help you plan events while you're there. Because she was someone who just liked to relax and be on the beach and enjoy some downtime. And he was somebody who wanted to go on excursions and trips and cultural and look at the culture of the history of where they were. They had made that vacation the, this will make or break our relationship. We will decide what we're going to do after this vacation because they were struggling. And because of that advice, which she took, I'm so proud of her, it saved their relationship. Really, they just had two different personalities. It wasn't that he didn't, he wanted to make his, her life miserable or that she was uh, miserable in general. Uh, and that was several years ago uh, with a client of mine. So I'm sure a lot of you have very similar stories or you're nodding your head going, oh my gosh, every time I go on vacation with my husband, it's a nightmare, right? And it's very much a personality uh, conflict. I've had clients ask me, can you help me with my animals? Yes, I can. If you know the birth date of your animal and you're wondering, is this a personality trait? Is this something temporary? Is there something I can do to help my animal, whether it's a horse or a dog or a cat uh, or a little mouse? <laughs> I can help with that as well. Those would be good 10-minute readings that you can find on my website at askhollyhall.com. The last one that was my passion, because I had a client the other day go, what's your favorite thing? It's kind of hard because I really, there's, I, I like every aspect of my, my job, but it's working with children. I don't always work directly with children, although I have as young as six years old and teenagers, but I do work with parents to understand their children. And so my, and therapists, I work with therapists to help understand with the uh, approval of the parents to send the parent or the therapist a reading around the child. It's, it's kind of a double whammy because it works with, for, so the therapist books it through me and then I record it and then the therapist listens to it with the approval of the parents. So she has a greater understanding of helping the parents and, uh, or they do, because I work with several therapists. They just happen to be all women. <laughs> and, uh, and then the parents hear it and benefit from it and the child if they do, not everyone does, but if the child hears it, it's very beneficial too. They instruct me on how to address it, address it as if I'm talking to the child, address it as if I'm talking to the parents, address it as if I'm talking to the therapist. There are three different ways that I address 
doing a, a, a profile soul reading of somebody. And so that's my passion. I wish everybody would get a birth chart of their child when they're born and keep it and listen to it over and over and over again, because it's just like a, a good book or a good movie. The more you watch it, the more you listen to it, the more you read it, the more you get out of it every single time you get more and more. It's like, it's, it's transcendent, really. It's almost holographic, uh, my readings and listening to them. And it also helps you manifest. That's my biggest thing. If you don't listen to the readings over and over again, you ain't manifesting. Okay, people get really pumped up and excited and they feel heard and they feel seen. And then we, and they feel it's changed them. And then we go, because that's where our neural pathways work. We go right back into our old way of thinking and feeling. So the listening to the chart again, or the reading again, is very beneficial to keep that energy, keep that high manifesting energy connected to source flowing. So that's my story in, I would love in reaching, uh, and it was a long life story. I wish I did this in my early twenties, but may not have been as accessible as it is now at the age I am now. So if you can relate to this in your life, uh, you're struggling with it, wanting to find your passion, uh, make the comments below. I would love, to, and if you've got any questions, make comments below, and I would love to answer that for you. Thank you for listening.